Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Welcome to the Corona Premier Golf Show on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Presented by Corona Premier. With only 2.6 carbs and just 90 calories, it's the light beer you've been waiting for. Also presented by Edward Jones, making sense of investing. And by Erskine Park Golf Course, Elbel Park Golf Course, and Studebaker Park Golf Course. Now, here's Darren Pritchett. Good Saturday morning, everyone. This is the Golf Show presented by Michelob Ultra on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. My name is Darren Pritchett. Hope you had a terrific week, and maybe you'll have a chance to play a little golf this weekend. Before you do, we're going to have plenty to talk about on the Golf Show presented by Michelob Ultra this week. Going into Tuesday, I was thinking, hey, it's going to be a nice show. We're going to recap the Memorial, which was a brutally Fair but difficult test for the world's best golfers. The Memorial put on by Jack Nicklaus in Ohio. It felt like a U.S. Open at times. You had the firm fairways, the firm greens, and at the end of the day, Victor Hovland defeated Danny McCarthy in a playoff for the fourth tour victory for Hovland, and he brought home $3.6 million for winning this designated event. Designated events came about because of the fracture, leading to many players leaving the PGA Tour for Live Golf. The PGA Tour, after Live Golf was formed, decided they needed to get the best players in the world in the same tournaments more, not just in major championships or the Players' Championship, but more often. And it's turned out to be a great move because TV ratings are now up on the PGA Tour. Well, I mentioned that was going to be kind of our direction going into Tuesday. Then Tuesday happened, and it changed the complexion of the game of golf. And on a much smaller scale, the talking points for the golf show presented by Michelob Ultra this week here on WSBT Radio. The PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, formerly known as the European Tour, and not the Live Golf Tour, but the Public Investment Fund have come together on an agreement. They are going to be partners in the game of golf going forward. It is shocking, a little bit strange, and I think the best way maybe I can describe it in my own words, historic, mystifying, individuals like Phil Mickelson have to be smiling from ear to ear while you would think Roy McIlroy would be furious after being the face of the PGA Tour trying to push back at Live Golf. So let's recap where we stand right now. Last couple of years, we've had a civil war in the game of golf. The PGA Tour, longstanding since 1968, saw players leave to take big signing bonuses from the Live Golf Tour, backed by the Saudis. 
that has been described as dirty money that those golfers took because the Saudis have been known for so many awful things, injustices, the treating of women. It's just not a comfortable situation. But these golfers decided they wanted to be a part of the change in the game of golf. They felt like the PGA Tour needed to change their ways, and they left controversially. But I mentioned historic a moment ago, the agreement on Tuesday, you take an American sports landmark, the PGA Tour, as I just stated, formed in 1968 due to a lot of hard work and determination from guys like Jack Nicklaus, Arnold Palmer, Gary Player, who made the game so big at that particular time. Now, the PGA Tour, after telling its members to not take that Saudi money, is now taking that same money. Is it hypocritical? Absolutely. It's the same dirty Saudi money that the PGA Tour asked its members not to take within the last year. It was a year ago that the first Live Golf Tour event took place in England. And with so many players taking part in that particular tournament, suspensions, bans from the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour took place. Now, Saudi Arabia has had ambitions of being a major power in global sports. You take a look at what they're doing. They're involved in Formula One, owning a team in the Premier League, soccer. They're involved in wrestling. Now, some will argue that the Saudi Sovereign Wealth Fund is used, is being used to sort of buy their way into sports, which allows them to kind of be goodwill ambassadors, but at the same time, they might be sweeping under the rug all of the human rights abuses. This fund is chaired by Mohammed bin Salman, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, and basically that money allows the Saudis to be almost like a corporate sponsor of the PGA Tour. Now, the PGA Tour will have the final say what happens to that money. It's not like the Saudis are buying their way into making changes. Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, is going to be kind of the CEO of this new corporation form, but the Saudi money will be able to speak. Why is this mystifying? I mentioned that adjective a moment ago. For me, why now? What are we missing from the outside looking in? The live golf circuit is failing. The PGA Tour is thriving. I just mentioned the TV ratings are up right now in America on the PGA Tour, while live golf stopped reporting ratings because they were that dismal. The designated events have led to bigger purses. TV ratings have gone up for those particular events. One person put it very well when writing about this situation. Live Golf was drowning, and the PGA Tour threw it a life jacket. Oftentimes, in these type of situations, we don't understand everything that is going on. We may never know truly why the PGA Tour decided to go this direction. Maybe it had something to do with all of the litigation looming. Maybe during the prep for some legal proceedings, they found some holes in their case and decided... We better 
go ahead and make the best of this. So let's bring in the Saudis and kind of come together and form one Gulf Union. Maybe it had something to do with that process of getting ready for the legal system. Whatever the case may be, it just doesn't make sense why the PGA Tour would do this right now. Hopefully we get a a full answer at some point, but it's strange. And I kind of feel like this was the Kurt Flood moment in golf. Kurt Flood, the St. Louis Cardinal outfielder in the early 70s, who brought about free agency in baseball because he felt like he should have been able to play wherever he wants. And this was kind of that big, massive moment in the game of golf where everything changed. You look at Phil Mickelson. He's got to be smiling from ear to ear. In fact, he tweeted on Tuesday after the announcement, an awesome day today. Phil Mickelson has been sort of the Darth Vader of this entire PGA Tour live golf situation. At the age of 50, became the oldest player to win a PGA championship, or I should say a major championship. Beloved by the fans, one of the more popular players in the game of golf. Arguably one of the top 20 players in the history of golf. And he put his legacy in jeopardy because he has wanted changes with the PGA Tour for a long time. And this is the route he decided to go to get his point across. He took a lot of money to join Live Golf. And again, putting his legacy in jeopardy. Did he go about this the right way? Probably not. Picking fights on social media, not a good look. But at the end of the day, I'm not sure he was a winner in this situation, but many things that he wanted to take place are going to become reality with this new union. Phil argued that the best players in the world should be compensated more because they are the reason why people buy tickets to go to PGA Tour events. They are the reason why that people turn on the television. And you know what? He's right. But the game of golf has always been about you get what you deserve. You finish 10th, you get this much. You finish 50th, you get this month. Now, maybe there's a way in the future for players to benefit from their name and their ability. I've kicked around. I wasn't a big fan of the Live Golf Team competition, but maybe there's a way to make it work on the PGA Tour. You get corporate sponsors like you have in Formula One to own the teams like Budweiser or Nike, and they own a team. Justin Thomas, for example, is a free agent. And he goes to the highest bidder. And that player basically earns stocks of that team. And each week, whatever the team earns, he gets a fraction of that money. But as a free agent, he pockets the money that Nike is paying basically for him to sign a contract, just like a free agent in Major League Baseball. That's maybe a way for the bigger-name players to get more financial additions to their bank account without affecting the way we've always done it. Again, you get what you earn week to week on the PGA Tour. So Phil's got to be smiling. He might be a little cocky the first few times that he's in front of the microphone. I'm not sure if we know who really won and lost in this whole situation. It might take a few years. Some of the golfers believe It may take five to ten years to fully see what the benefits of this is going to be. But right now, there's just a lot of distrust because they backed their commissioner. They stood strong by the PGA Tour, and at the end of the day, they ended up taking that same money that the Tour asked them 
not to take. And we'll see if Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, survives this situation. I'm sure he will at the end of the day. And we're going to play some Roy McIlroy commentary coming up at our next segment. And with the face of the PGA Tour the last two years during this Civil War, putting things aside, anger, frustration, and is showing some loyalty to Monaghan. That might just sway other golfers in that particular direction. So we'll bring Roy McIlroy into the conversation coming up next as our golf show presented by Michelob Ultra continues on your home of the Fighting Irish Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Welcome back to the golf show presented by Michelob Ultra on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. We are streaming live at WSBTradio.com and on our free WSBT radio app. We continue to focus on the massive news from the world of golf from Tuesday when the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, and the Public Investment Fund, backed by the Saudis, all came together to form what they hope is a powerful union to take the game of golf to greater heights. But there's been a lot of mixed emotions amongst fans and also golfers on the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour just not sure why this is happening. It looked like that Live Golf was fading away. It had no strength. It had no leverage. But they also had the backing of the Saudis who were wanting to put so much money into the game. And at the end of the day, the PGA Tour decided to become partners with them and bring that money to their side of the table. And also all the litigation goes away as well. No one could have been more angry, frustrated, feeling betrayed more than PGA Tour member Rory McIlroy. For the last couple of years, Rory has been the face of the PGA Tour, showing loyalty to the tour he believes in. He stood in front of every microphone, answered every question, and all of his comments centered around that the PGA Tour was the place to be and Live Golf was the anti-golf tour. And all those Live Golfers that took the Saudi money, leaving the PGA Tour to join Live Golf, you know, at the end of the day, they get to keep that money. And now eventually, even though there's going to be some penalties, they're going to be welcomed back for admission into the PGA Tour. Guys that stayed on the PGA Tour didn't take the money, and they're kind of out of luck at this point. So at the end of the day, the PGA Tour is now taking that Saudi money. They are working together under one umbrella. So what was McElroy's reaction to the news from Tuesday? And yeah, it was a it was a surprise. Um, I knew there had been discussions going on um, in the background. I knew that uh, lines of communication had been opened up. Uh, I obviously didn't expect it to happen as as quickly as it did. Um, but I really think that you know from what I gather, the tour felt they were in a real position of strength coming off the back of the DP World winning their legal case in in London. Um, it sort of weakened. Um, the other side's position and um, you know they went in there and you know the way Jimmy described it you know Rory sometimes you got too itty over water and you just got to go for it and you know that's that's uh, you know that's what that's what they did and um, you know I think ultimately when I try to remove myself from the situation and I look at the bigger picture and I look at 10 years down the line 
you know, I think ultimately this is going to be, um, it's going to be good for the, the, the game of professional golf. I think it secures the, uh, it unifies it and it, and it secures its, its financial future. So, um, you know, there's, there's mixed emotions in there as well, uh, as, as there's going to be. I don't understand all the intricacies of what's going on. It's a very, um, uh, what's the word, uh, you know, there's a lot of ambiguity. There's a lot of things still to be um, sort of thrashed out, but um, at least it means that the litigation goes away, which is a burden for everyone. Um, that's involved with the tour and that's playing the tour. Uh, and we can start to work toward, you know, some sort of way of, of unifying the game at the, at the elite level. McElroy on Wednesday made it very clear the PGA Tour is not partners with Liv. I mean, I think the, the one thing that uh, I think was really misconstrued last yesterday was, you know, all the headlines were... PGA Tour merges with Liv, and Liv has got nothing to do with this, right? I mean, it's the PGA Tour, DP World Tour, and the Public Investment Fund are basically partnering to create a new company. Um, you know, this has gotten, you know, I think that's where I was a little frustrated because all I've wanted to do and all I've wanted, you know, in the past year from basically this tournament is to protect the future of the PGA Tour and, and protect the aspirational nature of, of what the PGA Tour stands for. Um, and I hope that this does that, but, you know, I think with the headlines being merges with live, like that's not the, I mean, if you look at the structure of how it's structured down, this, this new company sits above everything. Jay's the CEO of that. So technically anyone that is involved with live now would answer to Jay. So, you know, the PGA Tour have, have control of everything. And the one thing as well is, you know, whether you like it or not, the PIF, we're going to keep spending money in golf. At least the PGA Tour now controls how that money is spent. You know, so I'd, you know, if you're thinking about, some, you know, one of the biggest sovereign wealth funds in the world, would you rather have them as a partner or, the, or an enemy? Um, at the end of the day, money talks and you'd rather have them as a partner. And McElroy still has strong feelings toward Liv. But it's not Liv. I think that's the thing. I still hate Liv. Like, I hate Liv. Like, I, I hope it goes away. And I would fully expect that it does. Um, and I think that's where the distinction here is. This is the PJ Tour, the DP World Tour, and the PIF. Very different from Liv. All I've got, tried to do is protect what the PJ Tour is and what the PJ Tour stands for. And I think it will continue to to do that. Um, so look, going forward, I hope that there's, you know, there may be a team element and you're going to see maybe me, maybe whoever else play in some sort of team golf, but I don't think it'll look anything like Liv has looked. And I think that's a good thing. Finally, here's McElroy being asked, should players who stayed loyal to the PGA Tour and did not take the Liv money be compensated? The simple answer is yes. The complex answer is how does that happen? Right? And that's all, that's all gray area and up, up, up in the air at the minute. But yeah, there's, you know, it's hard, to, it's hard for me to not 
sit up here and feel somewhat like a sacrificial lamb and you know feeling like I've put myself out there and this is what happens again removing myself from the situation I see how this is better for the game of golf there's no denying that but for me as an individual yeah I there's just going to have to be conversations that are had again I'm trying to look at it this way as a golf fan I think the direction we are going with the Saudi money that makes up the public investment fund, players like Phil Mickelson, Brooks Kepka, Cameron Smith, Bubba Watson, Patrick Reed, on down the line, they were chased after by Live Golf. And they, at the end of the day, those players decided to side with the Saudis and accepted their offers and those huge signing bonuses. They had a choice. They decided to go with Live Golf. The PGA Tour players right now seeing this union that's being formed between the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, and the Public Investment Fund, they don't have a say in the Saudi money that is now going to be a part of the future of the PGA Tour. They're not making a choice. They are just basically in the situation. You know what? If you feel strong enough that you don't want to be involved in professional golf with the Saudis now, I guess you could argue they may have a seat at the table in the game of golf. Then you can walk away. Otherwise, I just think, me, I've finally wrapped my head around this, that this is going to be the way it is. I enjoy golf. I want to see the best players in the world playing and competing against each other. And if this is what it takes... I'm okay with it because that money is not going into my pocket. I'm just going to forget about the money, and I'm just going to focus on a sport that I truly enjoy following. I enjoy watching it on TV, first, second, third, fourth round, early, late coverage. I enjoy watching it. It gives me a lot of enjoyment. So I'm not going to let all the particulars stop me from enjoying the world's best play a game that is so hard for all of us to conquer, and we kind of enjoy watching it being done the right way. It's going to be strange, though. This is going to be really interesting to see the infrastructure of the PGA Tour in 2024 if, in fact, all the changes go in effect then. This is the Golf Show presented by Michelob Ultra on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. This is the Golf Show presented by Michelob Ultra on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Darren Pritchett back with you. Looking forward to watching third and fourth round coverage this weekend of the RBC Canadian Open up in Toronto, Ontario. This poor golf tournament can't catch a break. It was last year at this time. The Live Golf Explosion took place, and a lot of the focus of this golf tournament, unfortunately, was sort of clouded by all the conversation about the PGA Tour and Live Golf. And what do you know, after Rory McIlroy won for the second time in three years last year, we get to the Canadian Open once again. And the Tuesday before the first round begins on Thursday, we have probably the biggest news day in the game of golf in its history with the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, and the PIF coming together on this historic agreement. So the Canadian Open once again overshadowed by things happening in the game of golf. Hopefully things will be nice and quiet next year at the RBC Canadian Open. And what do you know, next week 
is the 123rd edition of our national championship, the U.S. Open Golf Championship put on by the USGA. They're probably not overly thrilled either that even though this is a major and our national championship, so much of the talk leading into the championship will be about what happened this week. Many players who have not commented publicly about this situation will be involved in press conferences next week leading up to the U.S. Open, and we will hear from some of those players for the first time. So the spotlight, once again, will be on the PGA Tour and hopefully, eventually, the dissolvement of Live Golf. But the U.S. Open at the Los Angeles Country Club. They're using the North Course out in Los Angeles, California. Matthew Fitzpatrick is the defending champion of our national championship, and you'll be able to watch the U.S. Open on Peacock, NBC, and USA. Well, we'll be talking all things U.S. Open next week on The Golf Show, presented by Michelob Ultra, here on your home of the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame, Sports Radio 960 WSBT, streaming live at WSBTradio.com and the WSBT Radio app. I'll talk to you next Saturday. This has been the Corona Premier Golf Show, presented by Corona Premier, locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend. Also brought to you by Edward Jones, making sense of investing, and by Erskine Park Golf Course, Elbel Park Golf Course, and Studebaker Park Golf Course. Hear the Corona Premier Golf Show every Saturday morning at 8, or catch the podcast at WSBTRadio.com or on the WSBT Radio app. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today.